everybody, and welcome back to First and Ten. My name is Adam, alongside my co-host. Mitch here. What's up, guys? And we are more than thrilled to be back for episode three of the 2021 season. Today, we are going to be going through our regular season predictions. And just a couple days from now, you guys will be hearing our official week one predictions as long as sitting on your couch for seven hours of commercial-free football this Sunday. We are more than excited for the season to start, and we are going to dive right in with the AFC East. Um, I'll start us off. I think the Bills are the outright frontrunner of this division. I think coming off of last season and their AFC championship run, um, I think a lot of people definitely have them winning the division, and uh, Colin and I have that as well. I mean, I have the Bills going 14-3 and three this year. Colin has them going 13-4, and four, but both very similar records. I think the real story about this divi- of this division this year is going to be the Pats and Finns battle for second-slash-third place, acknowledging that most people do have the Jets as the last-place team in this division this year. So let's hear a Mitch start on the Pats and Dolphins. Just by the record, or for the record, I think it's adorable that you felt you had to mention the Jets as if uh, anyone actually has them contending this year. Um, with that said, I agree. I think we di- we differentiate a little bit on what we believe the records of the Patriots and the Dolphins will be. But with that said, it's really going to come down to the play of Mac Jones. We saw how dysfunctional Cam Newton was, albeit with COVID and absolutely zero receivers. Uh, was last year so Belichick does have a chink in the armor but will they be playoff list two years in a row it'll be tough to see and uh, we're gonna get onto our playoffs in a bit but really I think quarterback play is going to be the deciding factor we can both agree and I think most football fans will agree that the New England Patriots and Miami Dolphins have talent on the rosters a lot on the defensive side of the ball you got obviously uh, Xavier Howard, Dante Hightower, like big names, big names on the defense. The defenses know how to stop uh, drives, but it's going to be Ken Tua and Mac Jones step up. And really, in my opinion, the fate of second slash third place, as you put it, is going to be uh, completely Tua's to take. I think the Patriots, um, I just think that their wide receiver core is Obviously, it's subpar, but I think it's even worse than the Dolphins. I think the Dol- it's the Dolphins' second place to take, in my opinion. Patriots have a slightly better defense, but with that said, the, uh, the Dolphins just have a – I think they have a better offense as well, um, and I, they're just the better team. But then, like I said, the question comes down to who do you have more faith in, Mac Jones or Tua? I don't know. I have them both going 9-8. and eight. What do you think, Ad? See, my thing here is that it's – mine isn't as much Mac Jones versus Tua because – I don't think – I think Mac Jones and Tua may play very similar. I think Tua may even play a bit better than Mac Jones. It's more of it's not Cam Newton. That's my thing for the past year. The past lost several games last year because it was Cam Newton. That was the person playing quarterback for them. And while I love Cam Newton, I, I, I feel for him. He's had a lot of injuries. He's had a lot of issues. He's a hard worker. He just doesn't have it in him anymore. He doesn't. And – you know, the first few weeks last year, I was, you know, I, I, I was pulling for him. I was hoping he could maybe get some comeback player of the year or something or just do something great last year. And he was. He wasn't doing terrible. He was doing average just fine. And then he gets COVID. He comes back, and that offense was just non-existent after week six. I mean, we saw a, one of the worst games last year when the Patriots played the Broncos where both teams just kicked field goals the whole game. And that 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 was just the story of the Pats season by the end. I mean, the Pats had a close game versus the Bills late last year when uh, Cam Newton fumbled on the final drive when they were in field goal range. It's just things like that. I don't see Mac Jones making those mistakes. And I know he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. 
but I don't see him making costly errors like that. I think Mac Jones is going to play a very game manager role this year. And on a team like the Pats, I think that's all he needs to do. I actually have both teams with a better record than you thought because I'm I'm high in the AFC this year. I like them a lot better than the NFC. I don't think the NFC has much depth. Well, that's a given, yeah. No, I, and I'm not even saying outside the playoff teams because I think the NFC has depth in their top seven. But once you start hitting those eight, nine spots, and we saw this last year, the seven spot in the AFC, there were three teams that were 11 and five trying to get it. And then the Dolphins just missed it with a record that would have gotten them into the playoffs in the NFC. So I think the NFC is very top heavy, which is also why I think in these uh, interdivision matchup or interconference matchups that um we're going to see the AFC taking more of them, which is why I have the Pats going 11 and 6 and getting a 6 seed in the playoffs and the Dolphins going 10 and 7 and just missing the playoffs just like last year. Um, so I do think both these teams will be solid, but as I said, I don't think it's Mac Jones versus Tua. I think the Patriots are just a more well-rounded team all around on the defense offensive line. I think their run game may surprise us this year. I'm, I actually think Damian Harris might be solid. So um, that that's the reason why I think that one game difference will come down to. Um, you know, you weren't trying to be polite. I'll be a bit more polite than you. Um, I have the Jets going 4-13. and 13. You have them going 3-14. and 14. There's not much to say. They're the Jets. It's Zach Wilson, rookie year. I hope for the Jets' sake that he can be that quarterback that it doesn't play like Sam Darnold. So. Well, did you see the uh, the thing that came out that Tony Robo a few, we- uh, a few days ago was saying that in his eyes, he believes Zach Wilson very quickly, was the quote, will be considered in the top three to five quarterbacks in the league and will rise to stardom almost immediately. What do you think of that? Um, well, that's coming from Tony Romo. Tony Romo should stick to uh, calling the plays there. Um, <laughs> after after hearing that. But all right, let's, <laughs> let, 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 let's move on to your favorite division, the AFC North. Um, I think... I think that this division will be competitive for first place even. I think the Ravens could shock us, or not even shock us, could. I'd say the Ravens are favored. They're favored, but I think a lot of people are doubting Lamar this year. And I mean, it's happened every year. Lamar Lamar wins an MVP in the next season, he comes out and people are doubting him. I mean, and that's just that's just the narrative Lamar will always live with until he can get a ring. Um, I'm not saying he's getting a ring or anything. I'm just saying. No, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think the Ravens do have a bit of a chip on their shoulder, especially after last year. People are thinking their offense has been figured out. And prayers up for J.K. Dobbins went down to an injury in training camp. For and Justice Hill, too. Season. Now they got Le'Veon and um, uh, Russ Edwards. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting. But, um, <laughs> I, so I, who I, do you have in first place, Adam? I have the Browns going 12 All and right, 5. Right. Can you say that one – just – can you please say the words? I predict the Browns to win the division. Listen, I have the Browns going twelve and five. That's all. I'm, that's all. That's where I'm going to leave it. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. So let me answer answer me this. Who do you have winning the division? I, I'll say it once. I've said it three times. I have the Browns <laughs> going twelve and five. You know, I think the Ravens can contend for the division. Okay. I had the Ravens and Browns split their season series. Um, yeah. After debatably game of the year during the regular season last year. Um, week 14 Monday night football game. That was incredible. It, 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 there's always We always get that one Monday night football game a year where it's just an amazing game. A few years ago, we had the Chiefs-Rams game. That game was incredible, too. This, last year, we had the Browns-Ravens. This year, we'll see what we have, but there should be some good games in store for us. But Absolutely. I have the Browns winning the AFC North. Ah, I love that, and I love that um, it's recorded, too. So 
my records um, when I was going through this and doing this, I also have the Browns winning the division. But with that said, it would absolutely not shock me if the Ravens won the division. They have a load, of, loads and loads and loads of talent. That defense is stacked, whether we like to admit it or not. I think Patrick Queen's going to take another step in his development. The biggest thing for me is how well is the Browns defense going to play? We know that offense can score points. I mean, we, we just know it. We know it. Assuming Baker Mayfield doesn't take a gigantic step back, that team is going to score points. A healthy Odell Beckham Jr. could make that offense the best in the league. It could really, really sour the great connections Baker and the uh, quarterbacks have with the receivers, tight ends, running backs. But I think as long as you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you're going to be okay. So the offense is not anything to, that I'm too concerned about. It's going to be the defense. With nine new starters, is this defense – Because I mean, I think it has the talent to play like a top five, top ten defense. It's also entirely possible that they don't gel – and injuries just completely ruin the season, and our defense is worse than last year. We lost two big guys up on the defensive tackle position, which I would have liked to have kept at least one of them, so that was a little bit worrying. But if these defense plays like all the names and the contracts um, would suggest that they would, then this team, the sky's the limit for this team. But I can't count out the Ravens knowing they have a former MVP at quarterback, only two years removed, and a t- tried and tested top five defense so, yeah i mean the ravens the ravens secondary is great and i have the red i have the ravens at 11 and 6 but just one fluke game or one matchup or whatever could flip that whole narrative so yeah that's I, a, I have them at 10 and 7 but i could easily see them and the browns the browns going 10 and 7 the ravens going 12 and 5 i could see any of that happening exactly. and i think this is a these two teams will compete for the division the steelers i actually want to hit point on because we have a bit of disagreement here you have the only game where we have it's the only real team where we have a significant disagreement well you have them going nine and eight i personally have them going six and eleven and i'm just going to explain myself for a bit the steelers they're not a bad team they're not they have a solid defense many would actually probably say top five yep um i don't know if i'd say top five anymore but um they do have a solid defense they have a solid offense but they have an aging quarterback and a washed-up, worn-down offensive line. If I'm correct, they lost Pouncey to retirement. They lost Villanueva to uh, – he left for a new team. <laughs> they lost him to – he left. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so them, them two right there, that's two veteran offensive linemen that you don't have in the room anymore. And just having their presence there at practice. And David DeCaster is also gone. They're exactly. Guard. That's three players that are 10-year vets, not – necessarily all their years with the Steelers, but they've pl- been playing football for a long time. They have a great influence yeah. on the young guys. That's gone. Who is going to be on this offensive line, especially with a quarterback that physically cannot do anything but sit in the pocket? Yeah, you're not wrong about that. That's all Big Ben can do. So that's, that's where I'm coming from. And then on the defense, I'm pretty sure they, lo- they, 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 lo- they lost Bud Dupree. Yep. It's just this team just got significantly worse this year. So what should tell me they're going to come anywhere close to what they did last year? And remember, what they did last year, I'd say it was a bit lucky. I would. I think that, I mean, the reason why I have them at 9-8 and eight is coaching. The Steelers have a, an, a very, very great franchise. They have very few poor years. And since Mike Tomlin, I know you don't like it when I throw this in your face. And I, I hate the Steelers. But I have to respect the fact that Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season in the NFL. 
there's nothing that suggests to me that this is the year. If anything, I would have said last year was the year. I, I mean, I just, I don't know. They lost James Conner. They got Najee Harris. He's going to be explosive. The offensive line does concern me. I get that, but that defense is still going to win games. But yeah, Dupree, they still have Cam Hayward. They still have Alu Obviously, they still have TJ Watt. There's talks of the contract. Yeah, it's, it's also the Steelers sound like they're trying to make their players really happy right now with refusing to guarantee them money after one year. It really I, sounds like they have a great locker room environment. I'm, look, I, nothing would make me smile more than the Steelers going 6-11. and 11. I just don't see it happening. I think people are sleeping on them. <clears throat> people are completely counting them out. I don't remember this. Like, I don't know. Listen, but, listen. We'll see. And, and I get that, but you also – I, I, I'm not saying I'm biased towards the Steelers or whatever because I, I, I genuinely think this, but the Steelers were seven and zero last year at one point, and I still wasn't impressed with them. I still didn't really believe anything. They were eleven and zero at one point. I, I just you, you remember all last season. I was like, you know what? If they beat the Ravens, Mitch, maybe I'll put some respect on them. But then they beat the Ravens third stringers twice. and Tracy Sword. They beat them twice though. I, it, yeah, but you know, it didn't matter for me. This Steelers team hasn't like. It, it's just something about watching them. They didn't show me last year. They had that it factor, and I know we're talking about, I guess, Super Bowl contending at this point because they didn't make the playoffs. But we we all saw that playoff game. That that first half was one of the bloodiest first halves in playoff history. No, agreed. But as a Browns fan, if Big Ben doesn't throw those like all those picks and make those little mistakes, they win that game. They almost did. Well, yeah, but if you also say if Big Ben doesn't throw for five hundred yards, it's a different. Case. Like they, there, there's a lot of variables to it. And no, I mean that's, I fair. That. that's fair. I respect I respect your opinion that this series might go nine and eight. Maybe they won't go six eleven. Okay, maybe it'll be a seven and ten, eight and nine. But this will be the first losing season in Mike Tomlin's history as head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I will stand by that statement. And if that happens, I will shake your hand because I will be very excited. But anyway, <laughs> much like the on, East, we have one final team, the Bengals, and it's the it's the it's the Cincinnati Bengals with Mr. Joe Burrow. Not much to say. Defense um, is bad, and in training camp, it's that horrible defense is making the offense look bad. Just bad all around. Sorry, Joey B. You got drafted to hell. On to the AFC South. You have the Tennessee Titans at 14-3. and That's interesting to me. I have them and the Colts fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, reports just came out today that Carson Wentz will be active week one, so barring another injury for him, they will be with their uh, starting quarterback. I like the Titans offense, but I really think that we're getting carried away with the flashy names, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, Derrick Henry. They still don't have a defense, like at all. Bud Dupree signing him to a mega deal is not going to just magically fix your pass rush. They lost to Dory Jackson. Like they're paying him seventeen million dollars a year, and he, in my opinion, he's a byproduct of T.J. Watt. So I mean, I, th- I think they're all byproducts of each other. But this guy has hit double-digit sacks once in seven years, or six years in the uh, NFL. I just, I don't know. I think that without a defense, you can't win twelve games or fourteen games as you have them. But I'd like to hear your case. All right, so I'm just going to start with saying yes, fourteen and three may see extreme, seem extreme, but they do not have the most challenging schedule. I think they have a lot of games in their division that they'll simply just be able to take. I think they're going to sweep the Jaguars and the Texans this year which I think I could say about the Colts too, to be honest. Maybe the Colts drop one to the Jags, but I don't see them losing to the Texans. So that's four wins right there, all right? Okay. You split with the Colts. That's five and one in the division alone, all right? You already have five wins. From my point of view, this offense 
only got better this year. There was nothing about this offense. Oh, ob- obviously got better. Okay, you know, they, they, they lost Johnny Smith, whatever. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> but I think just on the defense alone, getting Bud Dupree, Janoris Jenkins, Morgan Cox, and drafting Caleb Farley, I think that'll be enough to make them better than last year. That's my opinion. I think I don't think the defense will be stellar. I think they'll be better than last year. Then you add Julio Jones to that mix. Oh, they're they, also, often, they also lost Jarrell Casey and Dory Jackson. Jarrell Casey wasn't there last year. I, I, that doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um, moving on, I think the offensive line was solid last year. I think Tannehill actually did a stellar job. I, I love to hate on Tannehill sometimes just because the former Dolphin and everything, but he, he, he was great last year. There, there, there's nothing other than he was great. And I think Derrick Henry, while he may regress – Derrick Henry can rush for 400 less yards this year and still be a monster. The dude ran for 2,000. That, 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 that's only been seen eight times in the NFL. Like he, he, he is made to be a workhorse, which is why I think – because I, I remember before week one last season, we were saying it. We weren't buying it. We thought the Titans didn't really have a pass game. We were talking about how the only way they're going to win games is by throwing Derrick Henry the ball 25 carries a game, how Derrick Henry only has – loaded numbers because of all the carries he get he gets but we saw we saw the Titans offense actually take a step last year and they lost Corey Davis but they added Julio Jones so I was about to say and losing Corey Davis who was a top target of Tannehill's last year won't help but adding Julio Jones if, if Julio Jones doesn't do what he did last year and he actually plays football I think the Titans will go 14 and 3 and nothing will tell me otherwise all right fair enough what do you think about the Colts? This is one of the toughest teams to predict. With that said, I think the Colts will be the same as last year. I don't think they got much better. I think their QB play, Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, might be a sli- slight improvement. Getting Eric Fisher might help too. Um, I think this O-line will do a great job protecting Wentz. And if Wentz can stay healthy and just throw the ball to his receivers. Because the receiving core is not great, but it's young. I mean, you got a Michael Pittman, a Paris Campbell. They're they're not they're no stars, but they're young and they have potential. I think this team can go eleven and six and maybe sneak into the playoffs as a seven seed. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it's. Do they know if? Uh, do we know what the status of what's his name, Quentin Nelson, is going to be? Because I think that's going to play. Um, I think he'll be out the opener because just because the COVID reserve and all the rules. I think from what yeah. from what they've been saying, he's going to be out the opener. But besides that, I think he'll be good to go the rest of the wow. season. They got lucky. Um, for sure. But um, I mean, the the timetable originally suggested that worst case scenario they could have been out till like freaking late October, November, which would have been insane. So I definitely think they dodged a bullet. Um, with the Wentz injury and uh, also like uh, the Quentin Nelson injury. So yeah, no, I think that's valid. Like they're they're not gonna get stellar quarterback play from. Phil, uh, from Carson Wentz, but they didn't last year and they still made the playoffs. I just think the whole thing is be the mobility. We were talking about how like Big Ben is just a pure target once his offensive line crumbles because, like you said, he physically cannot run that well. But Carson Wentz can. Maybe it's not in his best interest to do so, but at least they have that option. And that defense is still pretty solid. So I, I think we, you know, ten and seven, eleven and six, they're going to do one of the two. So I, I don't think there's much, too much more to say about that. Yeah, and then the other two teams, we have the Texans, who after we watched them trade Bradley Roby away today for nothing, Deshaun Watson is actually allowed to play football, but they're not going to play him. 
I don't know if he wants to play, but as of right now, Deshaun Watson is allowed to play football. I'm not going to get into that right now. But Fair enough. We don't know enough. We don't have enough uh, information. And then the Jaguars, I think Trevor Lawrence will be solid, possibly rookie of the, offensive rookie of the year, maybe. I'm not going to say it because I don't know if that's true, but I have them going 4-13. and 13. I mean, it's I don't expect much from them. I just ex- don't expect one or two ones that they had last year. Mm-hmm. All right, on to what I think is going to actually be a very competitive division. I think this division actually screams a lot like the uh, AFC East to me. Just because this division, because of the, the – they get the NFC East this year. That's the division they get in interleague football. So that that helps them, and that's the AFC West. Um, I think the whole world has the Chiefs winning this division. I think many people think – Oh, yeah. I think many people think the Chargers will make noise, but I've seen – from all the predictions I've seen through Instagram, ESPN, all the news pages, it's Chiefs 14-3, and 15-2. I don't see the Chiefs losing many games. The only reason I even have them having a third loss is because I think they might sit their starters in the final week of the season, but who knows. Um, the Chiefs 14-3. and three. Um, we'll, we'll point on the Chargers first before we get into the Broncos and Raiders. So you had the Chargers going 11-6. I them going 12-5. and five. And – when I'm biased, I hate the Chargers, but I also have to respect them. They're a solid football team. Yeah. And if, if we want to talk about teams that got better this offseason, Chargers had a great draft. They got Rashawn Slater and Asante Samuel in the first two rounds, which I think both will come in and make big impacts. Along with that, you had Corey Lindsey extending a healthy Derwin James and a healthy Eckler in the backfield. I think this offense is going to be explosive and this defense is going to be back to its form that it was in two years ago. The only thing I didn't love was letting Hunter Henry walk, but he signed for a lot of money, and you still have Jared Cook, who's a tried and true veteran. So, I'm a big I'm a big Hunter Henry fanboy. So that was the only thing that I didn't love. But like the Chargers are going to be a solid team. But we, we I mean, we got to understand the Chargers could have made the playoffs last year. They had the wor- one of the worst offensive lines in football, and they yeah. still managed to have double digit leads, leads on a ton of close games. Exactly. On the Broncos, they—I mean—that one game where Drew Locke led the game-winning drive, like that—they should have won that game. They could have up twenty-four to three against the Broncos. You shouldn't lose that. Exactly. They—I mean—they had huge leads on the Saints, the Bucks. Like that's three more wins. Like you know, all right, maybe not playoffs, but you know, you're getting closer. Like they, they definitely had a had a good squad last year, and the Chargers just found a way to charge. Right and that's them. that's exactly why I have them going twelve and five this year and being a five seed in the playoffs. I think in- instead of what. So you, you have them going twelve and five, but uh, including chart like like Charger specific mess ups. No, no, I'm saying a five seed in the playoffs. Okay, so you're saying you don't think there are going to be many Charger collapses like there were last year. No, I have them going twelve and five. I think okay. they're going to be very good this year. Um, All right, and that's just that's just out of pure respect for what they've done. I think. They've, I, I just went over this two minutes ago or 30 seconds ago or whatever, but I think their team improved a lot this year. And I, I, I personally, I don't hope to see them succeed, but realistically, they should. Mm-hmm. On to the Denver Broncos. There's been a, I'm not even saying this because they're my favorite team. I feel like just around the NFL, there's been a lot of talk about them recently with the new details coming out about the whole Ken, Kendall Hinton situation along with. The Bradley What's new Kendall coach. Hinton situation from last year, the quarterback oh, right. situation. I don't know if you read on it. I'll go quick, but uh, long story short, the reason the game didn't get moved is because you know Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripien, and Blake Bortles decided they d- 
didn't want to follow the COVID guidelines and they took their contact tracing devices off, put them in the four corners of the room and gathered in the middle of the quarterback room. And then when Goodell saw the surveillance footage that they were sent, he was like, these dudes aren't cooperating with the league, so why should I help them? So it that's been a headline in the past days. And then you also have Bradley Chubb getting detained. <laughs> Come on, that's hilarious. <laughs> it, it's funny, but it, it, from a Broncos fan perspective, dude, all I want to see Chubb and Vaughn on the edge. That's that's any Broncos fan dreams fans dream right now. So I'm just praying to still see that. And then along with that, you have Teddy Bridgewater beating out Drew Locke in the quarterback competition, which many believe is a selfish decision by the coach. Personally, I'm going to have to agree with that because I don't think Teddy Bridgewater gives us much of a ceiling versus Drew Locke. But it was the safe pick, I, which is why I see us going a nine and eight or ten and seven this year. We could go eight and nine. I have us on here going ten and seven just because we do have a fairly easy schedule. I'd have to say. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, starting our first three games with Giants, Jaguars, Jets—that should be three and zero right there. Should be, but will it be? Exactly, but um, I actually have us just missing the playoffs. I think we're like an eight or nine. So I have us going ten and seven, and you know that, that 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 that's a strong record. And if the Broncos can get their first winning season since Super Bowl Fifty, great for them. Well, I'll I'll let you speak on it a bit, just so I'm not rambling on and on. No, yeah, I think the I mean we we can all agree that that Broncos defense is absolutely insane, specifically the secondary. I don't know how great Vaughn and um. And uh, what's it called? The uh, the, the newest criminal, uh, Bradley Chubb, are going to be off the edge. You know, I think criminal dude, 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 dude was just trying to drive his car. Uh, the direct quote: "Put some respect on my name," is what he told the cop. I don't think the cop knew his name, so I think that was the problem. But with that said, I think that you, <laughs> I know in the past you've overrated them as a duo together, which. Uh, we all give you crap for it, which is funny. But um, no, the Broncos have a great defense, specifically that secondary. I didn't love the Pat Sertain pick. I think they could have had, they definitely had other areas of need. But I mean, it did, it it fixed what wasn't broke. You may, and- may not like the Pat Sertain pick, but the Broncos have the best depth in the league at cornerback. I mean, sure. Absolutely. Listen, listen, I, I'm going to sit here and list them out right now for just for you. When you I have, could probably do it yourself. When you I have Kyle Fuller, Bryce Callahan, Ronald Darby, uh, add Pat Jertain and Michael Ojemudia to that mix. Michael Lowe. That's a pretty solid core. That's all yeah, I'm going to say. And with Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson, the back, yeah, it's a great secondary. It's There's no doubt that they're going to uh, – opposing receivers going to have a difficult time. The front seven is solid. You got Bra- When Bradley Chubb and Von Miller are healthy, that's a pretty solid duo. Like we, I think we can all agree the defense is good. The offense and the quarterback play is going to make or break this season. I, I wouldn't even say the offense. I'd just say the quarterback play. That That's really where I'm going to leave it. That's what I said, the quarterback p- yeah. position. Yeah. Whether it's Locke or more than likely Bridgewater, the quarterback play is going to make or break the season. They have the weapons. Judy looks uh, pretty good coming out of camp. Hopefully he fixes drop issue. You get a healthy Sutton back. He may not be exactly like he was in 2019, but you got weapons. You got KJ Hamler. You got a top 12 tight end and Noah Fant. The offensive line is not great, but it's not horrible. Um, I'm really excited to see Javante Williams. Like the, the pieces are in place. The quarterback just needs to not turn the ball over and make smart decisions. It doesn't matter. You don't absolutely need to streak the field on every deep bomb. Just smart situational football. And the Broncos could end up in the playoffs. 
I have them at 10 and 7. Like you said, I could see them going 8 and 9. I could see them going 11 and 6. They're one of those fringe teams right around the boundaries of the playoffs that could make it if things uh, fall their way, but they could also miss it if they don't capitalize on opportunities. So it, it'll be very interesting to see. They're going to be competitive football, and I feel like that's all there is to say uh, about them until we actually get them uh, in a game and we're able to watch them. Yeah, the last place the team in this division that we both agreed on is the Raiders. I personally want to hear your opinion on them because, you know, this isn't the Raiders haven't really experienced a terrible, terrible season like we're expecting from them this year. I have them going five and twelve. You have them going three and fourteen after they didn't look terrible last year. Is all I'm going to say. But I want to hear your opinions on why why you think they're going to regress from last year. So I think that three and fourteen is a bit of a stretch. Um, I, I'm disagreeing with my own uh, record prediction here, but I just don't see a way that this team is able to like win close games. They don't have a defense, right? Can we both agree their defense that defense is easily the worst in the division? It's just poor. It it's just bad. It's straight up bad. It also doesn't help that the three other teams in their division are solid. Yeah, exactly. It's a t- it's a pretty f- tough division. They do not have a defense, and I was as I was saying to you before the recording, what were like the two bright spots? Maybe three on the bright uh, bright spots on the team like last year. I would have said the offensive line, Darren Waller, and then maybe Derek Carr. Well, you yeah. still got Darren Waller, but that offensive line directly impacts uh, Derek Carr's play and getting rid of three, maybe even four. Of your five starters, your Pro Bowl center, your guards, your tackles, just getting rid of important, important players and getting absolutely nothing in return. Like, I do not understand why uh, why Gruden and Mike Mayock decided to sell the farm on the offensive line, which is one of the, which is the most underrated uh, positional group in football. I just, I don't understand. That was, that was what allowed them to win games by playing smout, uh, smash mouth football with Josh Jacobs, who was the definition of a, uh, of a third down back of a bell cow back, just a power back. Yeah, but and don't now, worry. They signed Kenyon Drake. That'll solve signed, all their problems, right? Awesome. Yeah, you can get rid of all the offensive line starters, but you get a crappy running back, and everything. All, all of a sudden, everything's fine. No, that makes absolutely no sense. I don't know what that office, what that front off uh, office is doing. Then they lose. Um, they lose John Brown. They lose Nelson Aguilar. Their pass catching group was already. Uh, sorry, they got John Brown, but they lost Nelson Aguilar. Their team was already really, really. Uh, lacking in the wide receiver department. Obviously, you have a freak of nature in Darren Waller, but he can't catch every pass. I mean, who the hell is their wide receiver one? Henry Ruggs? Is it Tyrell Williams? Hunter Renford? Like, I don't. I genuinely Tyrell Williams don't know. is gone. He's on the Lions now. Tyrell Williams is gone. Okay, so they just have absolutely nobody, and that's that's not a recipe for success, if you ask me. I I completely agree. Um, before we get into our NFC. Predictions. I think we should go through our AFC playoff predictions first, and then we'll go through NFC and meet at the middle in the Super Bowl. Fair enough. So, um, my playoff predictions that ended up coming out. I'll give you the order, then I'll go game by game. We'll, we'll or we'll go round by round. Um, so I have the Titans as the one seed actually, and then two the Chiefs, three the Bills. For the Browns, five Chargers, six Pats, seven Colts. So my first matchup is the divisional rivalry in the Pats and the Bills. And, you know, I I went back and forth on this one. A part of me really, really wanted to take the Bills. A part of me really, really wanted to take the Pats just because 
Bill Belichick getting knocked out in the first round is a rare occasion. It happened to the Titans a few years ago, but I, I really I do believe that coaching and playoff experience is crucial in these games. And this is like it's just it's just hard because the Bills went to the conference championship last year. But I think the Patriots are gonna end their season high and go into the playoffs with a lot of momentum, which is why ultimately I'm going with the Pats in this game. Some bold, bold, bold takes here. Continue. Next matchup, Colts Chiefs, seven versus two. Chiefs aren't losing this game. It's that simple. They could they could win this game by thirty points for all I care. I, I, I don't I don't feel the need to explain myself on that game, and I'm not going to explain myself in that game. Fair enough. What's going on. Uh, my last wild card round matchup is the Chargers and the Browns, which I think will be a hell of a game. Um, That's the hope, right? I think both teams line up greatly. I think it'll be a very close one. If I'm correct, this is their second matchup of the season. Um, and I have the Browns yeah. in this one. So let, now, now let's hear your wild card weekend, Mitch. My wild card weekend in the AFC uh, starts off with the – the number two Bills taking on the number seven Colts, which I have the Bills advancing. I have the Browns and the Ravens in AFC North matchup. I think the Browns take that game. They've got the higher seed, three versus the six seed. But again, could be very well uh, flip-flopped. But in this case, I think the home field advantage wins. I think Browns take this game. Stefanski uh, coaches his heart out here. And then the four and the five, I've got the Titans and the Chargers. I have the Chargers upsetting the Titans in this game and neutralizing Derrick Henry the same way the Ravens did uh, last year. I don't know. I just got a feeling the Chargers are going to be something this year. And then moving on to the divisional round, uh, I'll kick us off. I have the Chiefs versus the Chargers, the one seed versus the five. I think the Chiefs win that game. They've handled their divisional rivals uh, fairly well in the past couple years since essentially Patrick Mahomes joined the league. And then what I think is going to be one of the best games of the season, the number two Bills and the number three Browns in the divisional round. I have the Browns suffering heartbreak in the divisional round once again as the Bills advance to the AFC Championship, where we have the Chiefs and the Bills, and I have the Chiefs advancing to the Super Bowl to represent the AFC. How about you? All right. On my side of the bracket, after the crazy Pats upset in the first round, I don't see them getting by the Titans. I don't. Um, it's short and simple. Titans got the best of them a few years ago. I think they'll get the best of them again. You know, momentum can only carry on for so long. You can only win so many games in a row, have so many big games. And I think the Patriots' luck is going to run out there. On the other side, I have the Chiefs and the Browns, a matchup that I think a lot of us loved to watch last year as Chad Henney converted the third and 12 by diving over the first down marker. Heartbreak for some like you. Confusion for some like me. Some yeah. people just happy to see Chad Henney actually do something. Someone not named Pat Mahomes do something for the Chiefs. Yeah, because uh, we didn't see much of that in the Super Bowl. But um, with that said, that brings us to a Titans versus Chiefs conference championship, like two years ago. And I went back and forth on this one because, as we all know, I'm very high on the Titans this year, and. There's a reason for that. Titans would get home field advantage this game with the records I had. I think that won't play a crucial role in Tennessee and Missouri being somewhat near each other. But um, I went with the Titans in this one. I think. Oh my god! I think it's going to be a shootout. It's just 
who's going to be able to score more points. And at the end of the day, I think the Ryan Tannehill and his offense are gonna they're gonna they're gonna shock us, and they're gonna they're gonna go to the Super Bowl for the first who, time. Who is paying you? To, who is paying you to support the Titans this much? Please let me know. Nobody's paying me. <laughs> I'm I, I'd, I'd pay myself. All right. But um, that that's my predictions for the AFC Titans in the Super Bowl. And now we'll start with wow our favorite division in football, the NFC least. Let's go. Um, I see this division improving a bit this season. I think it'll still be the weakest division in football. Actually, I'm not going to say that. I think the NFC North may compete for that. I just think the Packers being in the NFC North might make them a bit better. But um, I'll start with this. I'll, I'm just going to list my order right now. Washington football team, Cowboys, drop off, Giants, Eagles. All right. I think a lot of people will have the Giants and Eagles at the bottom two. It's whether or not they have the football team or the Cowboys winning the division. For me, what was this decided for me is I still don't think the Cowboys defense has it. And defense wins football games at the end of the day, and that's something the Washington football team can say they have. have. And um, I think with Ryan Fitzpatrick under center, I think – he he can he, if he does what he did last year they'll go 10 7 11 and 6 and nothing's going to tell me otherwise all right i don't i don't hate that take but um here's my list cowboys football team giants drop off eagles i think this division's going to be a little bit more competitive than uh you're giving it credit for i don't know why you hate the giants so much i know you don't like daniel jones but um I don't know. I just I feel something special from this Giants team. I think they have pieces in place. They address the offensive line a little bit. It's still not great, but you get a healthy Saquon Barkley back. Honestly, there's at least a 60% chance he gets Terrace another something CL, and he's out. But assuming he's healthy, that makes a huge impact. You go and get Kenny Galladay, one of the best deep ball receivers. We know that the one thing Daniel Jones actually does excel in is the deep ball. That defense is still stingy. It's a, I feel like they're a good cross between the Cowboys and the football team. So they've got a better offense than the football team and a better defense than the Cowboys. They could go 5-12, and 12, but they, I could also see them winning the division. They almost won it last year. It'll be, t- you know, it'll be interesting. Typically, 30-year quarterbacks, they tend to take another step then. Who knows? I Maybe I'm delusional for believing Daniel Jones, and I, I don't even have them winning the division, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I have them right in the hunt of things. I just think the Cowboys with Dak – uh, win the division. I'm not super, super high on the football team. I don't love... Uh, I think the defense got a little bit worse, and I think people are severely overrating it when they give it a um, like a top three. I watched the entire Browns football team uh, game, I did, and not once it even occurred to me that they had a good defense, because they didn't do anything. Nick Chubb walked all over them with absolute ease, and I get it. Like, they got better as the season went on, but, like, this team, like, I had to, like, actually look at the stats to, like, for the first time I realized, like, oh, this team might actually have a good defense. I didn't see it from watching them. I don't know what it is, but, I, you know, I, I'm not as high on them as you are. That's another two-game swing we have. You have them at 11-6. I have them at 9-7. and seven. But, you know, this division is going to be competitive, but as always, it's going to suck. There's going to be tank bowls. Yeah, and, and that, that, that was my main point. This division, it'll be, it'll be a tight race. It's just there won't be two teams in there. Yeah. In the playoffs. Um. But on the NFC North, which I guess I'm going to be saying the same things about because I don't think two teams from this division will be in the playoffs, but I have the Packers winning this division. They're hyping it up as their last dance season. A bit disrespect for the Jordan and the 96 Bulls. But um, 
it's whatever. Uh, Rodgers and Adams will do their job. They won't win a championship, but you know they'll they'll be solid this year. I think they'll win some big games. I think they'll play well, go twelve and five, and they're the only team in this division I really see making any much noise this year. I think the Bears are going to suck for seven or eight weeks, and then Justin Fields will come in, win a few games, go five and twelve. Lions going to be the, the, the Lions going to line. I mean, they're going to go two and fifteen, maybe three and fourteen, maybe one and sixteen. They're going to be down there with the Texans as the worst teams in football, and don't expect much more out of them. Um, the Vikings are a team I'd like to talk about a bit because they are paying Kirk Cousins so much money to just be mediocre year after year. Agreed, but they did. I mean, they did go to the divisional round just a year or two ago. So. I agree, but I, I think this team's only going to regress from there. I have them go 9-8 and eight this year, and I think they'll be okay. I just don't think there'll be anything special. All right. You you have anything to say on those teams? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just think that um, I have the Vikings going 9-7. and seven. I think they're going, to be, they're going to be great competition for the Packers. I don't know. One minute you love Kirk Cousins, one minute you don't. It's tough to see. I think he's a – you know, upper middle class uh, quarterback. He's just very inconsistent. Uh, I'm but just that offense is going to score points. I love Adam Thielen. I know people are like he's being overshadowed by oh Justin Jefferson. I love Adam Thielen. Obviously, you do have Justin Jefferson there. Dalvin Cook. That offense is going to score points. You go out and get Christian Derisaw, improve the offensive line a little bit. He's been looking really good in camp. The biggest thing is going to be the defense. They get a healthy um, Daniel Hunter. They get Eric Hendricks. They get their defense back. <laughs> And that's going to be the difference. They had absolutely no defense last year, and their kicker missed a lot of big kicks. Uh, similar to the Chargers, honestly, solid offense, defense, a very, very underperformed defense and crappy kicking. I just think the Vikings are going to contend. They might miss the playoffs, but I also, you know, I don't think they're going to win the division, but they're definitely going to give Green Bay a All right, yeah, you know, maybe – I was being a bit harsh on Kirk Cousins. It's just, you know, I get impatient at times, and I feel like it's just been – I, I, so, I mean, so does Jefferson. You, you know the famous clip of him yelling, "Throw the ball, Kirk!" Exactly. So. Great minds think alike. There you go. Uh, if Kirk can throw the ball well, this team will succeed. And I think um, he, he might. We'll just have to see. All right. Mm-hmm. The NFC South. Um, I had this for the majority of the season. It was up until late where I thought I, I had the Bucks really break away when making these predictions. But I have the Bucks going fourteen three, winning the division, which I bet a lot could agree with. But um, I'm loving this Saints team this year. I'm going to be honest. Like people can say what they want about them losing Breeze. I love Jameis. I, I think <laughs> I'm just going to be straight up. If Jameis fixes his interception problems, which isn't the easiest thing. But we even saw it a bit last year and a bit in this preseason where he's been better at controlling the ball. If he's able to do that, he can be good, man. Like, you have to remember, this dude led the league in passing yards, almost led the league in passing touchdowns just two years ago. I mean, yeah. and if it wasn't for the Bucks signing Brady, he would have had a starting job last year. Mm-hmm. And nothing – you're putting him in a, in a Saints offense with Sean Payton? I'm excited to sit down on my couch and watch that. Absolutely. Rip Taysom Hill, though. That was fun. Yeah, but even the difference between that is that if Jameis is the starter, Taysom's still seeing the field. Like, he's still going to have his utility role. He's We're still going to see him on the field a bunch. When Taysom's the starter, we don't really get to see much of Jameis. So, I, I, think, it'll be, I think it'll be good for the Saints this year to uh, 
get back to their winning ways. I mean, it'll yeah. be it'll be tough though. It's just uh, the last thing I want to say. It'll be tough with that. Um, it's called with that <clears throat> uh, receiving core. No Michael Thomas. No Jared Cook anymore. It'll definitely be tough. You get Marquez Callaway and Traquan Smith and uh, Adam Trotman. You know, obviously you still have the ultra talented Alvin Kamara, but I don't know. Jameis likes guys that can streak the field, and he doesn't. I guess he wouldn't even have that if Michael Thomas is here because slant boy. But um, no, Michael Thomas is great in the short intermediate routes, but he was never a he does not have elite speed. So if Marquez Callaway can um, absolutely uh, can live up to the hype that he's been generating in the uh, preseason and training camp, then yeah, this team could be something. But I think they're just going to be carried by good coaching. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. Then you have a team like the Falcons. Um, I, I actually, I really do like the Falcons. I just don't, I just, ever since they've blown that lead in the Super Bowl, I just haven't seen that spark in them. Without Kyle Shanahan as their offensive coordinator, they just, they've struggled. No, agreed. And um, I don't know what to expect from this team this year. I still don't think their defense is very good. Um, I just think Matt Ryan, Julio Ridley, Mike Davis. I just said no, Julio, no Ridley. Julio Ridley. Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Mike Davis, Kyle Pitts. I think they'll all be they'll they'll all have bigger impacts on that offense. It's just it's the defense as always. It, exactly. It, all right. I it, think the Panthers sorry. Uh, I think the Panthers will be competitive. They'll be better than the record shows. Honestly, I have about four and twelve. I think that's a bit underselling. I think they're more of like a uh, six and eleven team. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I have them at four and thirteen. I have them more at like six and eleven. Anyway, uh, what do you think, Ad? The Panthers, like it, it, it'll be interesting this year because people. I don't think they'll be terrible. I don't think the record will speak from themselves. They have a tough schedule. I can see them going around, uh, four and thirteen around there somewhere. So um, but I just I don't. I don't think Sam Darnold's that good still, and their defense is highly questionable. Their offense isn't – it's not like I see their offense and, like, wowed. So I, I think they'll struggle this year, and maybe they'll be able to fix those issues next year, but that's a issue for the Panthers and Matt Rule and not me and you. On to the NFC West, which I think will be the most exactly. competitive division in football. Um it seems like we agreed for the most part on this a bit. I have the Rams winning the division at thirteen and four, Seahawks and Cardinals tying for second and third at ten and seven, and the 49ers going eight and nine. I think potentially we could see all the teams in this division have a winning record. I just don't. With the 49ers and Cardinals, I think one of them will not be able yeah. to uh, make the division have that. I think the Seahawks will be good, not great. Russell Wilson is getting old. He'll be good still. I'm not down in Russell Wilson. I'm down the rest of that team actually. But, um, but I think I think the Rams okay. are by far the front runner for this division. I, I know people are saying they're overhyped this and that, but Matthew Stafford is going to make a big impact on that offense, and that team only got better with Matthew Stafford, whether you like it or not. It's it's that simple for me. They have a top defense in no, the league. I, I would agree. Now they have a top ten quarterback in the league. They have a top receiving core in the league, I'd say. Or a receiving duo. You know, I don't know if I'd put Josh Reynolds in a top receiving core in the league. Yeah. But. 
And I, I wish Cam Akers stayed healthy, but I still think they're running backs and Sony Michelle and uh, Daryl Henderson will get the job done, which is why I have them win the division. I'll just go quick team by team and then I'll let you go. But Seahawks 10 and 7. I just explained that. Cardinals, I think they're going to st- take a step up from last year. I think last year they were very solid on the brink of a playoff spot. I think this year they may be able to make that jump, maybe sneak in as a seventh seed, which I would love to see. 49ers, I think they have a solid defense. Uh, their offensive weapons, Debo and Ayuk, not bad. Mostert, Sermon, not bad. Their offensive line is eh. And their quarterback play is just uncertainty, which is why I have them going eight and nine. But is it going like I, I don't know? I'm just I, don't know. I, I see what you're saying. Like I, I disagree with that point. Like I think the offensive line is good, but the offensive line can be great. But you still need a quarterback back there. I, I understand. I have them at nine and eight. You know, again, another one game swing. Just for people to understand, I have the Seahawks and the Rams both going eleven and six. The 49ers going nine and eight, and the Cardinals going eight and nine. I'm sure the Cardinals could definitely surprise me. I, I hate that offensive line, and that defense still isn't great. They lost Pat Pete, which, again, he wasn't doing too, too much. But outside of Buda Baker and Chandler Jones, they don't really have anybody back there. Isaiah Simmons could have, you know, one could argue he's been kind of bust-like, at least in the first half of the year. He was starting to pick it up, but I still don't have a ton of confidence in that defense. And playing in uh, division with two of the uh, top ten defenses and the Seahawks, who, had the, who led the um, – all NFL defenses in scoring uh, following, I believe it was week eight. Like, you know, they, they've got, they definitely have, have, they have some stiff competition. Now that Matt Stafford is in the division, two very, very good quarterbacks, and then potentially, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo who wins 80% of his game. So it, it's tough. Uh, but it'll be definitely a tough uh, division for anyone, but it'll be very, very fun to watch. So let's now go into our NFC uh, playoff predictions. Ad, uh, you can kick us off. Wild card weekend in the NFC. All right, I started. I have the Bucks are my one seed. Rams two. Uh, Rams versus Cardinals to start. Um, I think this will be a great game. Divisional matchup, divisional rivalry. It's just I, I've said it once. I've said it again. I think the Rams are just going to be. Uh, they're going to be great. And I expect big things. Packers Seahawks. Um, I'll keep this one short and sweet. Aaron Rodgers has a lot on his shoulders. A lot of media backlash against him. You know, it's not often you see the MVP voted number three by the players as in the top 100. It's not often you see that. Um, and I think I think actually this will be a great game. I just think at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will make bigger plays than Russell Wilson will make. And that's just my opinion. Saints football team, football team will have home field, but I think it'll be a lot like last year where just because they have home field doesn't guarantee them the win. I We saw the Bucks beat them last year, and they did put up a good fight. It's just I think famous Jameis is going to pick it up and do his thing. Um, I'll go straight through. On to my divisional round, I have the Rams and Packers, and I think the Rams are going to be hot and they're going to stay hot. I talked about it with the Patriots team seating up at the right time. I think they're going to heat up around this time again. And I just think Matthew Stafford in the playoffs, I'm excited to see it. That's all I'm going to say. I'm excited. And then on the other side, I have the Saints and the Bucks. You saw this matchup last year, and the Bucks got the best of the Saints. I think the tables might be turned here. I think Brady's luck might come to an end. And I got the Saints taking that. We have a Rams-Saints conference championship. 
Rams just going to continue to roll through. I think. I don't know. I, just, I can just see Jameis okay. Winston six months from now throwing a pick to Jalen Ramsey, and Fair enough. that's all. So you have that's the Rams and the Titans. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Both of these teams. Some may not be expecting me to have there. Some might not agree with it just because it's a bit unorthodox to see those two teams in the Super Bowl after both them not really doing too, too much last year. But I'm going to go with the uh, the Rams in my Super Bowl prediction. So now let's hear from you. Interesting. All right. Um, so starting, we have uh, the Chiefs coming out of the NFC for me. Obviously, with the Bucks at the one seed. Got the Packers the two, Seahawks the three, and the Cowboy Cowboys the four seed. So starting off in wild card weekend, I have the number seven Saints versus the number two Packers, and the Packers uh, beat them pretty handedly. The Seahawks and the Vikings. The Seahawks, I have them uh, trampling the Vikings en route to the divisional round, where the they will face the Packers and lose. Packers advance to the AFC Championship, or the sorry, the NFC Championship for yet another. Uh, matchup against Tom Brady and the Bucks after the Rams beat the Cowboys and are crushed by the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers win, and we have a rematch of the previous Super Bowl, except this time with the new and improved offensive line. I have the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. All right. With that said, we would like to thank you all for listening to our predictions. We had a great time talking about them. We hope you had a great time listening. Um, both of us are very excited for the season to kick off. On Thursday, oh, yeah. and um, very very excited. With that said, we hope you all are happy and healthy, staying well. We hope you enjoy a good week of football. Have some nice buffalo wigs on Sunday. Sit on the couch, just relax, and just enjoy the sport because at times it can be an art. We'll be coming at you in a couple days with our official week one predictions. So if you have not got enough of baseline time first and ten predictions here with Mitch and Ad, don't worry. There's plenty more coming. And, um, yeah, as Ad said, I think you said it quite beautifully. Enjoy the gift of football and be glad that we have 22 weeks of it in a row. Thank you guys for listening, and we're out.